Well, everyone, I hope you didn't pick the over. I mean, the, sorry, the under on this game because another high-scoring game for the Arizona Coyotes, a 6-4 to four win over the Chicago Blackhawks. We'll talk about that, what went down, and how they got this win all on today's episode of Locked On Coyotes. You're Locked On Coyotes, your daily podcast on the Arizona Coyotes, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to the live show, post-game live show, everyone. I am Robin Leonyard, Carl Pavlik right beside me. Um, in this post-game show, Arizona Coyotes with a 6-4 win over the Chicago Blackhawks. Based off the title, what you're seeing um, from when you're tuning in, either via YouTube or via Twitter or via Facebook, a hat trick for Johan Larson. <laughs> That's the one way to start things off. A 6-4 win. Um... Oh, you actually you you predicted the Coyotes would win. You weren't ex- extremely confident, but you said they would win. But you didn't think. I don't think either of us. Obviously, we we, we said under easily under. But yeah, I I said two one. So this is yeah. <laughs> the complete opposite of that. Um, let's let's go down the the list of things. This was the first time the Coyotes have had a two goal lead this season. This is the first time the Coyotes have had a three goal lead this season. This is the first time the Coyotes scored an empty net goal this season. <laughs> and um, and let, let's also go on, on, on the side of... Uh, like again, wait. Of, One thing, ahead. just for posterity, we are, what, 31 or two games into this season? Uh, what game was that? Um, 32. This was the 32nd game of the NHL season, and the Coyotes are, for the first time, having their first two-goal lead, their first three-goal lead, their first empty net goal. It's insane, and it's beautiful. I loved it. I I mentioned um, Larson's uh, hat-trick, and in the game, it wasn't only his first goal, but his second goal and his third goal of the season. <laughs> and his first career hat trick. Uh, it was the first time Travis Boyd has hit eight goals in his his career. <laughs> what is happening? <laughs> uh, I I tweeted at you um, and the Lockdown underscore Coyotes account that this is just history being made. And the entire time, it's a very specific reference, but I have uh, from Yu-Gi-Oh! Abridged, uh, there's just a scene where a character's like, history is being changed forever! And it was that, just every second of this game. And when you first posted Coyotes when they got the two-goal lead and then it got erased right away, it was yeah. from 2 nothing to uh, 2-2, two, two. I was like, this is all your fault. This is all your <laughs> fault. Um <laughs> Yeah, and I was fully prepared to accept that blame. Uh, and then the Coyotes just decided that this is one of the crazy goals, cra- like out of nowhere games. Uh, I did not expect this to be like we mentioned uh, all this week, like the Sharks game, like the um, uh, the Ducks game, where it's just high offense. It kind of came out of nowhere because these well, yeah, are teams that have played. Not only that, we're talking about a team in which 
um, they they're what most of most most of their games average what one and a half goals a game. Mm-hmm. This Arizona Coyotes team, they yeah. barely score. So where is this <laughs> offense coming from on these games? Yeah, and like I mean. Chicago also has not been scoring lately. So where was their offense coming from? Uh, I, I love it when teams just decide to uh, give up defensively. Although I don't necessarily think that was the case. There was quite a few just lucky bounces this entire game. Uh, my favorite just like wow moment was the Strom assist. Did you see that? Yeah. I, I said I want him to have, find offense outside of this game, and he just had an insane assist. Uh, that made me smile. It was a it was a good day for former Coyotes and Coyotes prospects because uh, Mackenzie um, and Whistle. Yeah, exactly. That's uh, and it just made things just. You think too, just like, oh, why, why is it? Why are these games the way they are? Um, it was just, was it an exciting game? Yeah. Was it a, a, I think the way you said it before we went on, we, we went on the air. This was a dumb game, though. Like, <laughs> it was. It's like, it's like, what, how, why, <laughs> when? <laughs> uh, I think it was just like, two bad teams like slamming together in the most fun way I can imagine. Yeah. Um, pretty much because we did not expect a high scoring game. Cause again, like we mentioned, just both these teams are pretty freaking bad. They have no offense. Um, and I at least have a mild amount of respect for the goaltenders that are in net for both sides. Yeah. So, <laughs> Yeah, like uh, I thought Marc-Andre Fleury made some like point-blank saves. Um, the Coyotes definitely had fewer shots on goal than the Blackhawks. Uh, Melka made some big saves. Oh, my God. Karel Melka, like flashing that glove and doing some of the stuff he did. Like, oh, my God, that dude. Is... Absolutely. Which, uh, again, was a bit of a surprise. I think we thought uh, Wedgwood would get the start for this one. We did. I mean, Daily Faceoff did say, did project it was going to be Kirovi Milka. Obviously, it said unconfirmed. You and I thought it would have been it would have been more likely to be Wedgwood. But yeah. it looks like they um, uh, made the right call in putting Veggie in there. because Absolutely. Yeah. And I think like when we were talking about that call, when we were saying Vimalka, we were talking about like what Tournier has done in the past, what would be like kind of the most likely scenario. But I mean, there's plenty of things that could have happened at practice. Maybe he just like looked really good. Maybe Tournier wanted to make sure that he just like had that positive boost for getting that start. Whatever reason, it was absolutely the right call to make because he looked good. Like despite the score being like, I, I think we all know hockey coaches hate a six, four game. Like that means a lot of things went wrong. Uh, even though we love it. Um, like he gave up four goals. He still looked phenomenal. I mean, he looks like, he, he looks like Michael Andre Fleury. Yeah. <laughs> 
and Fleury, like, d- despite giving up five, like, ah, oh, like him on Kessel, him on Keller a couple times, like, there were some really good saves on that end, too. Yeah, and also a lot of bad saves, too, on, on Fleury's side on that, on for tonight's game, because, um, and, I'll, and I'll be showing it in the next segment in a little bit, but he let in some plates, some, some shots from all over the ice. Um, yeah. We'll get to that um, in a little bit, though, as we get through the stats in the next in the se- in the next segment. So we will get to that in just a moment. But first, I want to let you guys know that it's the new year, so that means New Year's resolutions. If you're about getting fit or eating healthier, just make sure you guys include Built Bar in your plan. Built Bar is the protein bar, but tastes like a candy bar, maybe even better than a candy bar. It's easier to stick to a resolution with Built Bar because it tastes so good, you want to eat it. Unlike other protein bars, which can be chalky or waxy, maybe even taste like uh, like chemical spill. Here's the best part is you guys obviously probably love a lot of chocolate. I know I love my chocolate. So Built Bars are the good thing because they are covered in 100% chocolate. They're low in calories, low in sugar, low in carbs, high in protein, all the things that you want out of a good protein bar on top of, of course, tasting delicious and a bunch of different different flavors, coconut almond, raspberry, cookies and cream, all of such. I want you guys to try it out yourself. Go to Built.com and use the promo code LOCKED. 15 for 15% off your order. Once again, that's the promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at built.com. Okay, so let's finish. I mean, let's keep going on this topic of uh, Coyote's 6-4 win over the Chicago Blackhawks. Let's talk about some of the players who contributed. And um, we talked about Johan Larson getting a hat trick. But let's also... Look and say Dyson Mayo got himself a goal in there as well. Um, Yeah. JJ Mosier got two assists. Yeah. Um, Mayo with a very nifty goal. I loved his confidence coming in from like the point down to the faceoff circle and just firing it home. Uh, Mosier's looked great. Uh, I tweeted out that um, someone was talking about getting a JJ Mosier jersey. And I recommended getting the Tucson Roadrunners Kachina jersey because they are not going to have any next year for J.J. Mosier. He seems like he is going to break out this season. And if not this season, I, I do predict he'll be next season. Plus the purple trim on the Kachina Roadrunners jerseys. It's just so freaking beautiful. <laughs> it's a good-looking jersey, and... I just I don't know how much longer they're gonna make them. I don't know the AHL rules for jersey printing either. So, like, uh, pick them up now because I mean I probably got so I probably got my connect so I can do it however, however I want. But sure, not everyone's you. <laughs> but but Mosier looked great. Uh, Coyotes got a lot of good offense from their defense. Um, because uh, what Gosses Bear also had two assists in the game. Yes, he did. Um, Gosh, Spears, some of his, uh, some of the assists that he got looked good. I want to also put out a huge shout out to uh, Phil Kessel's assist that he had. Did he just, I mean, it doesn't surprise me because the kind of player he is, but the feeds to the center, they're just so freaking amazing. Yeah, he has looked really good. And it is very kind of, it's interesting to see this year like Kessel play this year because he looks like a very different player. He seems more willing to like do the assists and not like kind of be selfish. I thought his goal 
like or his his assist on the um Boyd goal was just phenomenal. Like the fact that he just found him right in front of the net looked great. Um and also let's talk about Travis Boyd. A goal and two assists. Like mm-hmm. a three point night for Travis Boyd. Like don't see that every day. No, you don't. Um that's what I like about about games like this. You just see things that are absolutely out of the blue. Um Three different, uh, four different players scoring today. Obviously, Johan Larson hat trick, Travis Boyd, Clayton Keller, and Dyson Mayo. All six of these goals, Carl, from a different spot on the ice. I'm gonna bring up the heat map to show you exactly what I mean. Take a look at this. All from a different spot. All I can say is when I write the recap of this tomorrow morning, it's going to be fun to just rewatch those goals because they were crazy goals. Like uh, I loved every single one of them. They looked great. Yeah. And I think um, one of the ones close to the point, what I think was that was uh, Mosier's shot, shot that got uh, deflected. Oh yeah. Um, deflected off of Larson. Off uh, of Larson. Yeah. So, <laughs> Larson can thank Mosier. <laughs> yeah. It's it's fitting that in what may be Larson's only NHL career hat trick, uh, knock on wood, he'll get another one. Uh, actual wood desk, by the way. Um, but knock on wood, he'll get another. Um, like, And one of the goals was like a deflection off. I think it was like his shoulder or his neck. It looked really high. Uh, but just great to see it. I'll take it any way I can get it. Absolutely. Um, let's, let's talk about some of the other things that would happen. Obviously scoring is awesome, but, um, penalties, special teams, everything like that was all over the place. You have some stats you want to share about that side. Oh, I do. Yes. Hang on. Let me grab it real quick. Uh, so, uh, this is coming from Ben Pope on Twitter. Um, there's 10 combined power plays in this game, five aside, four of them have been delivered game. Uh, I don't know if that was the final penalty count because uh, there was mid game or late in the game when you tweeted that, but theirs was definitely allowed to lay of game, delay of game calls, oh. puck over the glass. It was horrible. And um, I think this was, this goes back to what you were, like we were, t- were talking about earlier this season. Um, delay of game is kind of one of those stupid penalties to take. There was it, there was a couple cases in which it's a smart move to do. Yeah, but next to next to too many men on the ice, it is one of those stupid penalties to take. So that's what made this game, although the Coyotes won, extremely dumb. <laughs> and, and and I have like thoughts about a lot of those delay of games too, because I thought the first one from Keller may have been like a possible deflection. Um, it had gotten to the point with the Strawman one uh, late in the game where there had been a few missed calls where I'm like, they're not going to call anything else in this game. Uh, and I was getting ready to tweet that because there had been like two missed calls. Strawman immediately like knocks it over the glass. I'm like, except for that, they're always going to call that. They can't not call that. But you could tell the referees were like, oh, I don't want to call anything. You're going to make me call something taking a look at um on this right now so yeah so 10 yeah so 10 penalty minutes aside man Um, and the coyotes had two power play goals 
What? That's that's the crazy one right there. Yeah. The fact that the Coyotes actually had power play offense? Like, uh, what? I mean, especially after that first one, I'm like, man, do we uh, – I, I, I don't think this is going to be good. And then I think it was like the second one. And I'm like, what is happening? And then uh, – and then we get the beautiful challenge goal, penalty, power play goal, two goal lead. I could not script that better. That was just a beautiful series of events that we never see because the Coyotes have a horrible power play. That's what that, that's what that's what really baffled me because I'm just like, where was this Coyotes? Where? I mean, yes, again, as we're talking to Chicago Blackhawks here still, but we're still like, but like. Why couldn't we see this kind of Coyotes power play offense elsewhere? Yeah, against other at least mediocre teams. Yeah, I mean, like like we talked about, um, the Winnipeg Jets have a worse penalty kill than the Coyotes, which is saying something because the Coyotes is very bad, but they were still not able to get anything going, and yet the Chicago Blackhawks with Marc-Andre Fleury in net, are able to give up two. Like, what is up with that? I honestly have no clue. Hockey's a fun sport for that kind of thing. Because it's so unexpected. You don't like, it's like, oh, you you don't expect a freaking hockey to to throw this kind of game at us. You It's just, what? Nobody expected this game. Uh, And we know that because we read the odds for this. Like the people who like make money directly off of how hockey games are going to end up, like came up with very different predictions of what would happen in this. I mean, same thing was same thing was with the San Jose game as well. Yeah. Um, I mean, at least with the San Jose game, like you could fall back on that rust excuse. Like they were just two rusty teams. I don't think these were like rust issues. I think it was uh, a lot of dumb puck luck and just, I don't know. Um, a lot of dumb puck luck. Absolutely. Arizona Coyotes once again take a 6 4. Win over the Chicago Blackhawks. Give the Chicago Blackhawks their sixth straight loss. Um, meanwhile, the Coyote is finally back on the uh, the uh, the winning column after losing their last two. Uh, so we still got uh, more to get to on this show. We're going to talk some, um, you know, get, get some final thoughts in this game. Plus, also uh, talk some other roster updates and stuff that happened before the game that. Also came up that we probably should talk about. All of that coming up in just a sec, but first a quick word from Carl. So Bet Online would like to wish you a happy betting or happy new betting year as we continue our march to the playoffs and beyond. Bet Online remains the number one spot for all the best sports wagering action for 2022. It's a new year and a new updated desktop and mobile website to sign up today. And you can receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use our promo code locked on to get started. Uh, from football, basketball, hockey, boxing, and UFC, right down to your favorite Vegas casino games, 
Don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for the 2022 season. Uh, BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to wager on all your favorite sports. BetOnline, where the game starts. All right, so let's finish things off here on Lockdown Coyotes. Once again, Robin Leonio and Carl Pavlik. As we continue to break down Arizona Coyotes' 6-4 win over the Chicago Blackhawks. Uh, before the game, Carl, there were a couple of roster moves, or at least roster announcements um, that had to be made. One was an injury update to one uh, Jay Beagle, and then a, uh, a a claim off the waiver wire. So I don't know if you have what you have the info. So go ahead and share it with us. Of course. Um, so I first saw this from Craig Morgan. Uh, Coyotes GM Bill Armstrong said center Jay Beagle, lower body injury, had surgery, and will miss anywhere from eight weeks to the rest of the season. Um, and then I'm not sure when that was announced. Uh, I think it was um, almost immediately after uh, it was announced that the Coyotes had claimed uh, forward Riley Nash from the waiver wire. Uh, he has played for both the Winnipeg Jets and Tampa Bay Lightning this season. Uh, 15 games with the Jets, 10 with the Lightning, uh, zero points, zero assists in all of those games. Uh, minus one for both teams, so minus two collectively, uh, which I-, I will admit I haven't seen much of the uh, Riley Nash highlights this year, um, but eh, then the maybe signals, solid defensive pickup. It- it's a move that makes sense with Beagle being out potentially for the rest of the year. It just makes me think it's crazy, though. Obviously, if you go out for the rest of the year and you have, um, what, like three other players who are out for long-term? I mean, you have Yashkin out for the rest of the year. You have Connor Timmons out for the rest of the year. Uh, Is there someone else who's facing long-term? Zingle's still on the IR. Zingle's still on the IR. I I have... I don't think we've heard too much about what his timeline is. Um, I'm saying mid-January. Um, but but yeah, it's Jay yeah, Beagle. And Hutton's still there too. Of course, yeah. Hutton, who looks like he's anticipated to be mid-January. Um, Beagle, like he he won faceoffs. He was he provided veteran leadership. Uh, the Coyotes kind of like need warm bodies. That they've taken a lot from the Tucson Roadrunners. I I kind of don't think they want to take any more. They don't want to interfere with like the development of these no. players. They don't want to put like Yann Unique in the the Lions Den for another forty nine games, uh, fifty games. So the move made sense. And because of this, it makes me just, it makes me uh, believe to not be surprised if the Arizona Coyotes make more waiver wire pickups if necessary. Because you, like like what you mentioned, you don't want to overstretch the Roadrunners. Of course, um, yeah. Because they've already they Roadrunners are already missing a lot of their guys. Yeah, and I mean like. The Coyotes' first waiver acquisition of the year was Scott Wedgwood, so that clearly worked out well for them. Um, for a team like the Coyotes, who are just in a position where, let's face it, the bar is very low, so 
anything they can get, it's going to be better than what they have. And uh, I understand the team's tanking, uh, but you don't want to lose every game and they can still stand to improve. It'll still benefit the young players to have like some, a couple more wins, even if it potentially hurt their like lottery odds by like a couple of percentage points. Like don't do that to your young talent. No, you don't want to do that. Uh, you don't want to overstretch them. You don't want to stress them the hell out. Yeah. You want to make sure they're comfortable as possible during the course of this rebuild to make sure that when it is time to emerge, everyone is ready. Yeah. You want to make sure they're ready. Like, um, honestly, like seeing uh, Connor Murphy is one of those like cases where I thought he was being rushed by the Coyotes when he was here. I thought it made him a not great player, um, but he has developed into a very good defenseman with the Chicago Blackhawks. Uh, I credit that organization to, to really upping his game. Uh, and I, I don't want to see the Coyotes repeat any mistakes that they've made in prior failed rebuilds. I, I, I don't want them to rush people. Well, I obviously it's, I, I, we, we can't say whether or not definitively that, that this, that's going to be the case. However, Different personnel this time around. Um, we'll see if that, that if that changes. We'll see if Bill Armstrong and Andre Torney are smart. Yeah. Uh, so far, it seems like they're playing as smart. Um, yeah. Obviously, I mean, very different than uh, Taka and Cheka. But you you got. Um... The fact that Prosvetov and Soderstrom are both in the AHL right now, I think kind of, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It, it's not definitive that they're going to play all of this smart, but it's a good, like, hey, th- they're doing the right moves so far. This was the big thing that we were talking about in over the summer, I think, um, yeah. when they made all the trades and when it became pretty much, a fi- pretty much official that they were completely rebuilding and starting from scratch. Um, which, and I think, I think it was Craig Morgan that said it when he came on the show during that time. He's like, um, Bill Armstrong gets like an, essentially get an, like an, and I'm paraphrasing him here, gets an A plus, essentially an A plus for setting up this rebuild. Yeah. It's how he executes it from this point on is what he's really going to be judged on. Oh, absolutely. Because I mean, I think as we saw, in this game, um, like the first period, it's great. And if you make the right moves in the first period, it's fine. But that doesn't change what happens in the second year. It doesn't change what happens in the third year. So like the next few steps are going to be huge. They, they're doing the right things now, and you hope they continue to do the right things. But it's, you, know, you don't get to rest on your laurels during a rebuild. Nope. Especially on a complete deep rebuild, as deep as the Coyotes are going in. So deep. The the complete destruction of this team during a very tense moment. Just kind of, you need to to do this one right. If there's one thing I will say, as I mentioned before, if there's a time to rebuild, it's during this time when you have a uh, pandemic keeping the salary cap low. 
Yeah, that's true. Um, and that just also contributes to like a lot of moves. And uh, I, I do think like the reason the Coyotes are able to pick up waiver wires is teams are shedding salary as well. Uh, and the Coyotes have still so much space even after doing all the pickups and whatever. Yeah. Uh, it, I, I honestly haven't started preparing for it yet, but the back half of the season, which we're very rapidly approaching, is going to be very busy and very different for the Coyotes for a very different reason because they are going to be busy. Oh, they're going to be busy for a lot of, a, a lot of moves, a lot of continuing to see for the rebuild. So be prepared, Coyotes fans. Um, you might not like some of the stuff that's going to happen, but it's going to happen. Just be ready for it because obviously the uh, the shame for shame, fight for right campaign continues. Because, um, come on. I know you guys want him. I know you guys want Shane right. Yeah. Uh, to tonight was fun. Uh, exp- just be prepared for more pain. It's going to be pain. Uh, but that pain will eventually pay lead off. to something. Probably, yeah. Time is cyclical. Uh, as this game taught us, there was like so many like just callbacks to previous games against the Blackhawks, former players, like teams. Uh, the earlier parts of the game. Uh, time's a flat circle, as Matthew McConaughey once told us. Absolutely. Um, also, I'm just seeing a, a scoring change update real quick before we close things off. Um, one of the... Um, call it. Yeah, so uh, one of the goals that had Giannis Moser's assist is uh, essentially now uh, taking... So on the third goal for the Arizona Coyotes, Moser no longer has the assist on that one. Gotcha. Yeah, it looks like it's Travis Boyd from Ladin Castle. Uh, interesting. Um, uh, I I had mentioned the the Castle pass to Lad or to Boyd. I guess uh, Lad was involved in that somehow. Didn't see it live. Uh, either way, Mosier played a great game, uh, and at least they didn't take away uh, Johan Larson's hat trick because that was very scary would you mention that there was a scoring change of like do i take away larson's hat trick that's me no no but just don't do it that way i don't think no don't play it like that no 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 anyways though that's gonna be it for today's episode of locked on coyotes the post-game live episode Talking about the Arizona Coyotes' 6-4 win over the Chicago Blackhawks. Hope you guys all like what you heard today. If you did, don't forget to leave a review, like, comment, subscribe if you have yet to already. We are available everywhere you get your podcasts, including on YouTube. Don't forget to interact with us on social media. We are on Facebook, facebook.com slash Coyotes On Twitter, at LO underscore Coyotes. I am personally at Robin underscore Leonio, but it's Robin with a Y underscore L-E-A-N-O. Carl Pavlik is Carl Pavlik F-F-H. Interact with us, ask the question that you might have, um, and we can answer them either right back or on a future episode of the Lockdown Coyotes podcast. Thanks again, everyone, for tuning in for today's episode. Hope you guys are staying safe out there. Hope you guys are staying healthy. And don't forget, to howl on.